0: The Rebbe starts off the Sicha by saying that one of the Maimori Razal, that bring out the amazing Milo, the amazing advantage of matan Torah is a Gemara Masech that tells us that Rabbi Yosef on Shavuos would make a special feast. He said, if not for this day that it caused it, how many Yosefs would there be in the marketplace? Says the Rebbe, one of the questions that are asked on this Gemara immediately is, what does he mean with these words, "high Yoimah, this day? He certainly means the idea of... Learning Torah, as Rashi explains. So why does he use the exp- expression, if not for this day? Why doesn't he just say, if not for Torah? Furthermore, if he's actually speaking about the idea of Limuda Torah, well, Limuda Torah, learning Torah, happened even before Matan Torah. The others were already learning Torah. Another thing we need to understand is, what's this expression, the kagorim if not for this day, that it caused? Why not just, if not for this day? Now you might say that what Rabbi Yosef is referring to is the fact that Hashem chose the Yidden from all the nations on this day of Matan Torah. We're not only speaking about the learning of Torah itself, and maybe that's what he means with, if, if not for Torah, if, if not for this day, the kagorim that caused. Because he's trying to emphasize not only the idea of Torah but the idea of this distinction between the Yidden and all the rest of the world. But the Rebbe is saying it's difficult to say this because Rashi says clearly well, on these words, if not for this day, Rashi says, "Shalom Torah that I learned Torah." And also the whole Gemara is speaking really about the special quality and the amazing things of Torah. And furthermore, this wouldn't be any, this, there wouldn't be any distinction then between Rabbi Yosef and any other Yid because all the Yidden were chosen together, but it sounds like there's something unique about Rabbi Yosef over here. Some other things that Rebbe says we need to understand is, why does, it, why does Rebbe Yosef use the expression? If not, for this day, how many Yosefs there would have been? Why not just how many other people there would have been? Also, why this expression specifically, "beshuka" in the marketplace? So the Rebbe says the explanation is, we know that generally the difference between the learning of Torah and the fulfillment of mitzvahs before Matan Torah and after Matan Torah is that before Matan Torah, it was in a way that we weren't commanded to do it, and after Matan Torah, we're commanded to do it. And the chiddush of this is not only regarding the person that's doing the mitzvah or learning the Torah, but mainly in the object that the mitzvah is being done with. That is that before matan Torah, because we were not doing it, we were doing it with our own koyach, not because Hashem commands us, therefore we don't have the ability to actually transform an object to become a chefzah shomitzvah, an object, an item of a mitzvah. It's only regarding the person himself that he was command, commanded to do it, but not that the item is in any way transformed. On the other hand, after Matan Torah, we have this Chiddush that we can now transform the very item itself with which we do the mitzvah or the Avera, So when a Yid does a mitzvah, that means he now made this object itself into a Heftah Mitzvah, and so to regards to an Avera, where he actually caused that the the item should now be a more despicable item. Says the Rebbe, of course, with this we also explain the idea of why Avraham Avinu, when it comes to giving, administering an oath, asking Eliezer to make a promise. He says, Simno Yot referring to the mitzvah of Mila. Why is he specifically using this mitzvah? What about other mitzvahs that he has done before? And the explanation is that this is the very only mitzvah that Avraham Avinu was actually commanded on. And therefore, this, this item is a Chefza Shal Kedushah as opposed to anything else says, the Rebbe, this is what Rabbi Yosef now means, if ilav hayoim, if not for this day, kama a Yosef Ikebushukah. What he means is like this, before Matan Torah, of course we learned Torah. And the general idea of learning Torah and doing mitzvahs is a concept of Yosef, which means there's a certain Hesophe and Kedusha happening, that, rather than the world the way it was on its own. But kama a Yosef Ikebushukah means that the whole Hesophe of Kedusha that would have happened before is not in the world itself. The world itself is not being transformed by it. The world is remaining, the shuk, the world is remaining an outside world, just like before the mitzvah was done. Because it was more about the person doing the mitzvah rather than the item itself. But as a result of this day, the day of Matan Torah, now we cause that the Ha-Sofa should be, the Yosef should be, Beshuka, meaning transforming the Shuk itself, transforming the world itself to become a, a, a place of holiness. It says the Rebbe with this will also understand why Rashi, when he explains what Rabbi Yosef was saying, he says, Shalomadati Torah, V'Nisroi and I was elevated. What does he mean by V'Nisroi Because that's what we're speaking about. We're speaking about that just like the items which we do a mitzvah become elevated as a result of Matan Torah, so to the person himself, becomes completely elevated, transformed because of the learning Torah, which is something that really happens only after Matan Torah. Says the Rebbe now will also start understanding what Rav Yosef means with the expression the that this day has caused. Because the Rebbe is now going to explain what happens with Matan Torah on another level, in addition to the fact once we do the mitzvah with an item, it becomes holy, there's something else that happens over here. That really before Matan Torah there was no Geder of Isur or Mitzvah within the object itself of the matters of the world. In other words, we wouldn't say about any sort of object that it itself is inherently Osur, that there's an Avera about it, or that there's a certain Mitzvah that could be applied to it. Every item was just an item of the world itself. The whole Mitzvah, again, was only on the person himself. The Rebbe says, gives an example for this idea. Avraham Avinu doesn't do the bris. Why doesn't he do the bris? So one of the explanations is that before the Abish gives the bris, then the orla, the skin that's covering the, the mila, the part, the part that's circumcised, is not even considered orla. It's just like any piece of meat, any piece of skin. So in other words, there's no get there even of a mitzvah that can be applied to, to, to this area. And therefore Avraham Avinu cannot do this mitzvah. And the same thing after Matan Torah that just like we understand when it comes to an iser, that this, this item is, is actually us, there's something wrong with it, there's something inherently wrong with it, that Hashem doesn't want it, in the s- same way, we understand with the mitzvah, even before we do the mitzvah with the item, before we bring the Kedusha down into the mitzvah, this item itself has already a certain element of a mitzvah applied to it, it's called already a Heftzer, or mitzvah, an item with which a mitzvah could be done. Obviously, it's not at the same level as once we're going to do the mitzvah with it, so for example, the Dalad Minim, there's something special about it even before we do the mitzvah, or tefillin. Once we do the mitzvah, of course, it's going to be at a much higher level. With this, the Rebbe says, we could actually explain something that seems to be a bit strange in a machilta, which we also say in the Haggadah. On the Pasuk, <speaking in Hebrew> that on Pesach, we tell the story of Yitzies Mitzrayim. And the mechilta says, perhaps we could start telling the story of Yitzies Mitzrayim already on Rosh Chodesh. And the Rebbe explains that the reason, why would we think from Rosh Chodesh? And the Rebbe explains that the reason why we think from Rosh Chodesh is because so since the Abishtah commanded already on Rosh Chodesh, when the Yidin were in Mitzrayim, for the mitzvahs of Pesach, Matzah, and Moror, this would get us to think that perhaps, because the Abishta gave this mitzvah already, in other words, there's a certain gedder of Pesach, Matzah, and Moror already, so now we could already start telling the story, already applies the inyanum of Pesach, once the Abishtah gave these mitzvahs in the world or at least maybe on Erev Pesach, when we have the carbon Pesach already, there's already a mitzvah of Pesach, Matzah, and Morer. says there, Says the Mechilta, no, we actually have to wait till Bapoyo Mamush were doing the mitzvahs. So in other words, what we still see from this whole idea is that the moment the to commands us about something, there's already a get- there, there's an item of a mitzvah already. Of course, once we do the mitzvah, it's at a much, much higher level. Says the Rebbe, now we're also going to understand what Rabbi Yosef meant with saying, Gilad Hayoyim that this is what he means. That, in other words, not only speaking about the actual learning Torah of doing mitzvahs itself. We're speaking about what the day of Matan Torah caused is that there's already a gedir, first of all, of things with which a mitzvah can be done, an item with which a mitzvah can be done, and so too in regards to the yidin, that they became like a geir, they became like converts, that they are now also again a much greater Kedusha inside of them and therefore they are capable to bring the Kedusha of the items into them when they actually go ahead and do a mitzvah. The next thing the Rebbe addresses is it: why is it specifically Rabbi Yosef the one that said it? There were many Tanoim and Amiroim before Rabbi Yosef. And in order to explain this, the Rebbe is going to focus on the idea that Rabbi Yosef was actually blind. And what the Rebbe says is that really we can have the following question. When we say that Matan Torah caused, that the items of the world themselves can be completely transformed right now, there's a getter of a, a, a mitzvah applied to it, and we can bring the Kedusha into it, is this only true regarding someone that was commanded to do the mitzvah, which you might think, because that's the point of Matan Torah, now we're commanded, or is this true even someone that's not commanded to do the mitzvah? If he does the mitzvah, he's still bringing down the same level of Kedusha. The examples would be, a woman that's not high in certain mitzvahs and does them nevertheless, or a blind person, according to Rabbi Yehuda, is potter from all the mitzvahs in the Torah. So what about the mitzvahs that he does go ahead and do? So the Rebbe says like this, Rabbi Yosef, in the Gemara says, there's a Gemara that says as follows. He says, originally, I, I, I said to people, if someone's going to tell me that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, that a blind person is potter from a mitzvah, I would make a big feast. I would be very happy because I, even though I'm not chayiv in mitzvah, I'm still doing them. But then when I heard that a mitzvah voice, if you're commanded to do something, there's more reward, I would obviously much rather that the halacha is, like our, is not like Rabbi Yehuda, and that a person that's blind is chayiv in mitzvah. What do we see from here? That first of all Rabbi Yosef is not sure whether the halacha is, that a blind person is chayiv or not. And also, that if a blind person is part of a mitzvah, Rabbi Yosef would understand this in the mean, that it means he's completely exempt from mitzvahs. So we say, now we can understand why Rabbi Yosef is so excited about Shavuos. He says, if not for this day, And what's the Chiddush over here? In other words, what the way he sees it is that, yes, the fact that he didn't got this amazing Kedusha B'amat Toira Torah means that they became, and so so too the items in the world, became a gather of a mitzvah because of the Abish command. This causes that even someone like Rabbi Yosef, someone that's blind, is elevated to a level where even if he's not commanded specifically to do this mitzvah, but he could now also achieve a special kedusha within the item of the mitzvah, because after Matan Torah, all of these things now became actions of mitzvahs, in other words, the items themselves became items that a mitzvah could be applied to, that the kedusha of mitzvah could be applied to. The Rebbe now asks, but wouldn't you say that's nevertheless a mitzvah v'oiseh, still going to be a greater level of kadusha into it? then someone that's not commanded. Plus, weren't there any other blind people before Rabbi Yosef as well? And The Rebbe says that Rabbi Yosef had something unique about him. The Gemara refers to him as Sinai, someone that had a tremendous knowledge of all the Mishnahis, of all the Halachis, and so on and so forth. He was appointed to be the Rosh Shiva because of that. And therefore, even according to the opinion that he would be part from the mitzvahs, Rabbi Yosef is still saying, Hayom, the Kagarim because what he's saying is since everyone has to come on to him for his halaches, for his instructions and so on, so even those people that are mitzuvah voice, so therefore he ends up benefiting also from those people to be able to be mam'shech, this same level of kedusha, even if he personally was not chaiv, but because he is teaching all this Torah to everyone else. And the Rebbe says, of course, this is all very much tied with the beer of Chassidus, that uh, always before matan Torah, all of the great things that they were doing was all more beruchni ni yonim. After Mount and we could be Mam the Torah and the mitzvah, the kedusha and the item of the mitzvah. And the Rebbe explains that more specifically, there's three levels based on everything we're saying. Number one is the fact that now there's an item of a mitzvah with which the mitzvah can be done is number one. A higher thing is when we're actually going ahead and actually preparing the item right now to go ahead and do the mitzvah with it. And finally, when we do the mitzvah, Bepoel Mam is bringing down the highest level of kedusha.